Hey guys, welcome to the Retro Media Talk Podcast. I'm Steve Montgomery, and I'm here by myself doing this podcast. Uh, Steve Lego and my schedule kind of conflict. I've, I've got a lot of, st- I mean, we could do it our normal time, but <clears throat> with this new job, I got a lot of stuff to catch up when I get off work. So sadly, I'm going to have to do a few solo uh, podcasts and try to figure out when our schedules align to reconvene. We did a, another podcast that I have not edited. I'm not even sure I'm going to release it, uh, but I may, I don't know. So we're here and we're going to talk about Friday the 13th, part three. Yes, uh, it's October, it's Halloween season, and I'm going to kick off uh, some of my favorites. And Friday the 13th was a pivotal change in the, you know, Friday the 13th series. Obviously, it's it's when Jason gets his hockey mask, so and that changed the series. So I'm skipping over two for right now because two just had, you know, a bag over his head with one eye hole. Two's good. Two, two, two's a great uh, part of the series, but three is where it changes. And three just has such good I have such good memories of of three. Not necessarily that uh, I was able to see it when I was young. I wasn't, uh, which was which was very sad for me. I, I would have loved to be in the theater to see it in the in the three D uh, version because I was in grade school and you know th- there was a few people I knew that their parents or somehow they were able to see the movie. I don't know if they took them or they snuck in. I don't know. But they got to see the movie, and I was the big horror fan. And, um, yeah, so that's it. I had to hear it from them first. Now, there's a particular guy that I want to mention that it was he was from my grade school. And, uh, yeah, I don't want to tell the story right now. Well, should I? I don't know. Anyway. His name was Tim Jones. He uh, he was the guy that put a booger in my milk. And if you ever seen Stand by Me, where they're all puking on the on you know on the tables uh, at at the pie eating contest, you know whatever, it was similar to that. Uh, I remember taking a drink of my milk, and there was a lump in it, and they were all laughing. And, <laughs> and I said, "What?" And I was like, "Tim Jones put a booger in your milk," and I just puked all over the guy next to me. I think it was my friend Troy first or whatever. And then uh, other people started puking. And it was just a it was just a big nasty mess. And then I got blamed for causing it, even though he did it to me and they wanted me to clean it up. Oh, it was it was, it was nasty, man. It was just nasty. Something out of a movie, you know. So anyway, the reason I bring that up is Tim Jones, yeah, he did he did some uh some bad hijinks there. And uh I'll never forget that incident. But he did do something really nice for me. He knew I was a big, you know, horror fan, and he actually gave me his Friday the 13th, part three, 3D glasses that he got in the theater. Couldn't believe it. I mean, I I still have them today. And Tim, I don't know if you're still around, but thank you. I still have them and I still display 
them. So that was that was very nice, and I never forgot that. So let's go into Friday the 13th. It's going to be hard doing this podcast without my co-host because I like to, to get his opinion on, on different things. All right, let's just do the synopsis first. Continues from part two, Jason leaves his cabin after his showdown with uh, Jenny and comes to a roadside store where he gains new, a new set of clothes and kills the owner and his wife. Meanwhile, Chris and her friends make their way to her family cabin, Higgins Haven. The party continues, or no, the party includes Chris' boyfriend, Rick, the pregnant Debbie, and her boyfriend, Andy, the, the bong token Chuck and Chili, Vera and Shelly, an overweight kid given gruesome pranks. Given to gruesome pranks. Yeah, Shelly. That is not that that's a that's a male. And he is the one that has the hockey mask. And he goes around and and uh does little jokes on on people and they they're uh disgusted by him and he's just trying to get attention. I'm not gonna go through the whole synopsis other than it's just it's Chris goes back to the family cabin. She's haunted by her past because Jason had abducted her, but they don't ever call Jason Jason. His name is never said in the in this film, which is strange. And you know, supposedly she's dragged through the woods, you know, younger and then eventually she she remembers his deformed face and then blacks out. She wakes up safe and sound in her bed, but the original idea was to have Jason rape her and they thought that was way that was going to be too dark. Yeah, I agree. That's that's way too dark and you would not want Jason to come back for a sequel because he'd just be an utter, you know, sicko and you would you would absolutely disgust be disgusted by him kind of like freddie freddie had the reputation of a child he he was a child killer but some people thought he was a child rapist which he was not that would have been over overboard as far as dark and then you would you would have just hated freddie you know because freddie had a sense of humor i mean he you know yeah he killed kids but he he never raped and killed kids so Huge difference there. Yeah, there's a lot of great characters in, in Friday the 13th Part 3. I'm not going to say that the acting is just out of this world. It, it's it's a slasher film from the 80s. So it's just got a lot of fun parts to it. And in 3D, it had a lot of 3D gimmicks. But I love the 3D gimmicks. I really do. And the fact that they did this in 3D was just, you know, it kind of revived it for a minute in the 80s because then there was there was some other uh movies that um that followed but it, but it kind of quickly dissipated but i i love 3d and uh the real 3d that came out later it just uh you know is amazing dana kimmel kimmel she is the one that plays chris chris is the main actress the heroine or whatever um heroine 
not heroin the drug, but, you know, heroin the hero. But anyway, yeah, Chris, who, who is Dana Kimmel. Now, she also starred in, like, Lone Wolf McQuaid. I always thought she was pretty hot. But anyway, she's got 37 credits, but she retired. Hey, this is kind of cool. Well, she retired from acting, but it says she's got a a Friday 13th Origin of Evil Part 4, Chris Higgins' voice pre-production short, coming out in 2024. But she hasn't acted since 1990. That's where her credits uh, ended. And now I looked it up and I was like, wait, whatever happened to Chris? So um, I pulled it up. And I found out Chris, she played in a lot of TV shows, um, you know, guest starred and stuff. Yeah, her last credit was Night Angel from 1990, looks like. Dana Kimmel retired, and she's currently residing in California with her husband and kids. A Mormon, she's very much into her Christian lifestyle and has recently appeared in a family Values Get Your Life in Order commercial that was aired in California. Besides the commercial, she hasn't done anything, uh, any other sort of acting since 1990. However, Dana is aware of how much her fans miss her and has, according to a fan who contacted NBC, decided to return to the acting world and make some appearances on some of their, their shows this fall. I'm not sure about that. When this was published. Well, anyway, uh, Dana Kimball runs some kind of uh, real estate business in, in California. One thing about Friday 13th Part 3 that always got me, which I love Harry Manfredi. Fr- I love Harry Manfredini uh, score. But it was just announced that uh, La La Land Records has announced a new soundtrack album for the 1982 slasher. The album features the restored, remixed, and remastered expanded original score from the third installment um, in the Friday 13th series composed by Harry Man uh, Fredini, including previously unreleased music. Uh, so we can visit the La La Land official website. Let me see this. Let's see what this is. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's called Friday 13th Part 3, The Ultimate Cut. And I might have to get this because I'll tell you a quick story real quick. I think it was uh, JR's, no, was it JR's Music Land? It was JR's Music Land or Sam Goody. I think it was JR's Music Land. I used to buy soundtracks on LP, you know, albums. And I saw the cover of Friday 13th Part 3 in the lenticular 3D cover. It was Jason on the cover with the axe and going through like glass. And it was 3D. It was awesome. But anyway, I bought the Friday 13th Part 3 album. And now it's going for, let me see if I can look it up real quick. It pisses me off every time I think what what it's going for right now. Uh, But I sold it probably for cheap back in the day. Let's check eBay right now, see if it's on there. Yeah, somebody, somebody's selling it. Oh, wait, what is this? It's not going for as much as I thought. Friday 13 Part 3, two-color vinyl LP. I thought it was going for a lot more. 
What? Is this a different? This must be a different one. This ain't the original. There's no way. They got it for. No, this ain't the one I bought. No, here's the original. 125. This was the first pressing. So they made multiple pressings. Oh, wow. I kind of like the new pressing or whatever. Soundtrack 2. It's really cool. Um, hmm. Original motion score. Course. Colored vinyl. Artwork by Ghoulish. But it sucks. I had the original. And this thing was good. When I checked last time I checked on eBay, it was going for like 700 or 800 bucks. So it's not going for as much now. 145 looks like for the first pressing. So that ain't too bad. But I, I do like the new pressing, but I wish I had the original because it's all red. This one is not uh, red. And it had Jason with the axe. This one has him with the hand reaching through the glass. This one, the original had uh, Jason with the axe going through like a window with the and it was really cool. It was in 3D, you know. Part 13, part one, two, and three. Oh, never mind. I'm way off base. So Friday 13th, the album I had, it says part one, two, and three. And it had Jason with the axe going through the window. So it was actually all three movies on LP. I thought it was just part three. Okay. So anyway, that's pretty sweet. Even though I take a multivitamin, I also like to take superfoods. And the best superfood I found on the market that tastes just amazing is Brickhouse Nutrition Field of Greens. Real organic superfood. One scoop of Field of Greens gives you the full spectrum of colors with fruits, veggies, herbs, spices, and more. Helps with your overall well-being by aiding in antioxidation, lipid metabolism, and glucose metabolism. Since Field of Greens is made from real foods, it's technically not a supplement. This is just pure whole foods, guys, and you can get a discount right now by using coupon code HEALTHYLIFE. Just plug that coupon, HEALTHYLIFE, before checkout in the coupon section and get our exclusive discount. You have to try Field of Greens from BrickHouseNutrition.com. So let's, uh, let's continue here. I couldn't remember if the Friday 13th Part 3 released from Shout Factory. I thought, it was, I thought it was the real 3D release, and I have confirmed that. I put it on, and it's definitely the best it's ever looked in 3D. It's a phenomenal uh, transfer. I have a 3D TV. I'm really sad that they phase those out because I really love 3D. Yeah, so if you got a 3D TV, hang on to it. So Friday 13th is a pivotal time in horror pop culture because, you know, since Jason got his mask, then it went on to create this whole other thing of sequels. You know, it, it took a life on its own. And who knew a, a hockey mask would become like a pivotal part in slasher history. I watched uh, Friday 13th Part 3 again, and then I watched it again with audio commentary on a different day. The audio commentary was great, really informative. I want to go over some of the casts, what they're doing right now, because I thought that was kind of interesting. For one, Jason was played by Richard Booker. Now, Richard Booker, 
He died at 58 in 2013. He started in Deathstalker. He was a trapeze artist and a horse trainer. Very cool guy. I liked how he played Jason because he didn't want to make Jason run. The only running scene I think in there was the dream sequence where he ran out of the barn toward uh, Chris Higgins, the character, uh, in the end there. But uh, other than that, uh, he was he was kind of like a Michael Myers type character, you know, in the shadows. He walked, uh, you know, just at a at a machine like uh, pace, which I liked. But yeah, it's it's sad that Richard Booker died at such a young age. I mean, geez, fifty eight, and uh, he was six three, so he's a great height for Jason. Gloria Charles, the the biker chick in the in the film. Now that's another sad story. She died in two thousand sixteen, and I I've looked and looked at what she you know wh- how she died, and and I can't find it right now. But she died at sixty one, also very young. She also starred as a stewardess in European Vacation, and was in Brewster's Millions. I don't think she did. A lot else, uh, but those are two main credits. Um, she had a great personality. She was in a lot of the, uh, I think, Crystal Lake Memories documentary. Yeah, you know, I saw her in some some other, uh, I think, uh, his name is Jason documentary, I think. Something like that. And it's been a while, but uh, great personality. Dana Kimmel starred as Chris Higgins. She's the main star. I mean, the surviving star, I guess. There was an alternate ending where she got her head cut off, but they chose to go with this one where she survives, which I personally like. I, I would not have liked her to to have died in the end, to be honest with you. She also starred in Lone Wolf McQuaid. She was in Days of Our Lives a little bit. Uh, her last role before she retired was Night Angel, and that was in 19, I believe, 90. So she uh, she retired from acting, and she manages and owns a property management company, which I thought was interesting. It's weird when you look back at these uh, these actors and actresses to see what they're doing now and see if they, they made a career out of it. Because, I mean, you know, this is a piece of history, but some of them, most of them, are not doing anything with acting right now. Uh, there is one one guy that is, but I'll get to him in a minute. Uh, and then you got Tracy Savage. Tracy Savage was a was a child actor, young actor, and she played Debbie. Um, this was her last film, and then she became a reporter. She reported on the O.J. Simpson trial. She even testified in the case. Uh, I don't know some some other major cases. I don't know if she's still reporting now or not, but. Um, it's interesting that that's what she left acting to do was be a reporter. And she, she was very successful at that. And Paul Kratka, Kratka, K-R-A-T-K-A, Kratka, I guess you say, I don't know if that's how you say it, but Rick, he plays Rick. Chris's a boyfriend. The only thing he's doing, he's doing one in 2023 and an acting credit as Uncle Jed in a, uh, I believe a Christian movie called Christ Rising, but it, it looks pretty B. Looks like a pretty B uh, made movie. I mean, it's 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 pretty uh, pretty cheesy looking. I don't know what the movie's like. 
you know, message is probably really good, but that's what he's doing. And I believe he said in the, he said it in the audio commentary that he was a chiropractor, I believe. That's pretty interesting. That's what Paul's doing. Jeffrey Rogers plays Andy. Um, he's a guy with the yo-yo that was uh, Debbie's uh, boyfriend wearing the sleeveless uh, shirt and, uh, uh, you know, cool character guy. He's a, he was kind of the cool guy. He was friends with Shelly and hooked Shelly up on the blind date, I guess, uh, for the uh, trip. Yeah, Jeffrey Rob Rogers. <laughs> that's interesting. He's retired too. He he guest appeared in in like Chips, Facts of Life, but now he's like a doctor in New York. I guess he's been that way. For, oh, he was in Crowded Kid Part Two and Surf Two, whatever that is. I, I don't know what that movie is. So Jeffrey's a doctor, I guess, in New York, unless he's retired now. But anyway, now you have Vera which plays the supposed date of Shelly that, you know, she doesn't like Shelly. Obviously Shelly is, is kind of like the outcast. He's up, uh, you know, plays these, these horror uh, pranks to try to try to get attention. Cause uh, you know, he just looks goofy, but Catherine Parks, her last role was in 1993 uh, from a movie called um, body of evidence. I thought I saw that one, but I don't remember it. She also appeared in Weekend at Bernie's, Looker, and Aspen Extreme. But uh, I don't know what she's doing. Um, couldn't find any, any information, so I don't know what's going on with her. I mean, these these people can ma be making a killing at these conventions, which some of them, I think, do go to uh, every once in a while. But I don't know. It's just weird, man. You're, you're in a movie, you know, a historical in a horror film, which, you know, may be a little taboo for most people, but, but horror fans, they, they stick together. They really support, you know, um, these classics. They never, the, the thing is, you know, you could have, you could have a really good drama that just dies off, but the, the horror fan base, it just goes on and on. So anyway, uh, let's go with Chuck. Chuck, who plays uh, David Cadams, who plays Chuck. He's the pot-smoking uh, guy that looks like kind of Ch Tommy Chong. And I guess he kind of he kind of pretended to be that way. That's what, The first time I saw that, I was like, is that – he reminds me of Cheech and Chong, you know? He, he acts like Chong and kind of looks like him. His last role was a 1990 Genuine Risk, whatever that is. Now, I guess he's a stand-up comedian in Seattle, but he might be retired. I don't know. I don't know if he's still... I couldn't find much information on what he's doing right now other than, uh, you know, what they said. I don't know. I didn't dig real hard. His girlfriend, Chili, the pot-smoking companion, Rachel Howard, she retired from acting. The last role was Deep Space in 1988, so she hasn't been anything either. Uh, let's get to... Good old Shelly. Now, Shelly was probably the most hated actor on the set and most beloved actor on the set. You either hated him or loved him. And I grew to love him. He, he tries, you know. <laughs> and, uh, he plays uh, Shelly. Larry Zerner plays Shelly. They said they were going skinny dipping, and uh, I'm not skinny enough. He became an entertainment lawyer. 
very successful one too. And the thing is how he auditioned or how he found out about the role was just by luck. He was handing out uh, free tickets, I guess, to the road warrior starring Mel Gibson back in the day. This part of the film crew or whatever, who was making Friday 13th part three approached him and said, Hey, are you an actor? And he said, uh, yeah, I guess he was studying acting. And they said, you would be perfect for this movie we're making because I guess he just looked the part. They imagined Shelley looking like Larry Zerner. And that's how he got the role. I mean, talk about luck, man. And now he's this big, successful entertainment lawyer in LA. Huh. But I like Shelly, man. I mean... <sighs> He really d does grow on you. Let's go with Steve Miner. Steve Miner. He directed Friday 13th Part 2 and Friday 13th Part 3. He also directed uh, one of my favorites, House, in 1985, starring William Catt. He also um, directed another awesome film, Forever Young, with Mel Gibson in 1992. I love that film. Now, one of my least favorite films he directed was H2O, Halloween. I absolutely dis. I hated the mask. It was, it was terrible. The eye holes were too big. They showed his eyes too much. It was just, I could go on a, a lot of what I do do not like about that movie. But it's 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 fun to watch if you are not as picky as I am about how Michael Myers should should look in the film. But anyway, aside from that, he also did Lake Placid and a host of other ones. I think he has a new one coming out sometime. Something in production. But either way, he did some good stuff. And this is uh, one of his best, I think. People say one of his best. It's like, well, for me, it's one of his most successful. Because this movie, when it came out, it was released with Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And it beat that. And it also beat E.T., which was still the number one movie. Yeah. So Friday 13th, part three, beat E.T. Amazing. Now, it grossed, oh my gosh, uh, what did they, oh, here it is. The first weekend it came out, it grossed like $28 million. I guess the standard movie now grosses like maybe 17 or something, they, they were saying. I don't know if that's true. But it grossed $28 million the first weekend. In 1982, that was huge. And that's big now, too. But, I mean, in 1982 dollars, oh, man, unbelievable. So they made their money back, I think, the first, what they say, first day or something? Or made, I don't know. It was crazy. I forget what they what what exactly they said, but they, they made all their money and, and a huge amount more just that first weekend. Plus on Sunday night, they had so many people going to see this movie. They ran out of glasses. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine running out of 3d glasses? So they had to partner with, uh, I think was it Polaroid or somebody to make these glasses speed up production or something. So it was a big deal. Uh, so they re rejuvenated, I think, uh, 3D for a short time. I wish they would have made more movies out there with, with 3D. You know, they had Jaws 3D. They had uh, Parasite uh, 3D. I don't think that was a very good movie. But um, what, was, what was some of the other ones? There was Metal Storm, I think. I don't know. There was a, there was a 
a handful of movies that were made in the 80s that, that came out in 3D. I guess they um, they really liked the 3D movie uh, Coming At Ya. Coming At Ya, which was released in 1981. That kind of sparked their inspiration to bring 3D back into the forefront. Then you had, let's see, when did Jaws? Jaws came out in 1983. So you had um, Friday 13th Part 3 released uh, in 1982 on Friday 13th. I can't remember what month. So you had Jaws 3 came out in 3D. Then you had Amityville came out in 3D in 1983. You had Space Hunter. Adventures in the Forbidden Zone that came out in 1983. So look at that. I mean, a lot of 1983 3D films. Star Chaser, never saw it, but uh, animated space opera came out in 3D. Abracadabra, 1983. Oh, that was a Australian movie. Animated movie. Parasite. That actually came out in 1982. 82, huh? So there was a little resurgence of 3D films in the 80s. Hi right, guys, this is Steve here. Do you ever think about taking your nutrition to the next level? Have you ever wondered what the best iodine supplement is? How about detoxidine? Certified organic nascent iodine, a life changer. How about a liquid turmeric with black pepper? Goes in your system, fights inflammation. This blend preserves the full spectrum of antioxidants naturally found in turmeric. Global Healing Organics also just came out with an organic mushroom blend and bioactive copper. All this can be discounted with our special coupon code, Healthy Life. With a $50 minimum purchase, Use Healthy Life for maximum discount with a $50 minimum purchase. GlobalHealingOrganics.com So I'm not going to go through all the kills, uh, tell you what happened with all the kills. I don't want to spoil much of the film if you haven't seen it. I, I would I would check it out for sure. Okay, yeah, Nick Savage, the uh, black biker. Where the hell has he been? Last thing I see here is from 1992. Oh, he's a bouncer from Fright Night. All little roles, it looks like. Here's a quote from Nick Savage. I have never even heard of Friday the 13th before. I don't even like horror movies. They're not my cup of tea. And this was part three. But my agent sent me to this audition anyway for a gang member. And I had just bought a motorcycle. So I rode right up to the window of where they were uh, holding casting sessions. Steve Miner looked down to me on my bike and said, okay. But hey, at the time, I was grateful for the part. Never turned down a job. There's no small part, just small actors. Page 79, Crystal Lake Memories. Just says he appears to be retired from acting. So, I don't know. That doesn't say, that doesn't help me out. What about the other gang member? Kevin O'Brien, Loco. Kevin O'Brien plays Loco. He's the guy with the uh, the uh, cigarette hanging out of his mouth. If you've seen the movie and they were uh, siphoning the gas. 
<laughs> with a cigarette in his mouth. Friday Thirteenth uh, Part Three had some had some hot chicks in it. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, uh, I watched a lot of the Friday Thirteenth movies for the women. Here we go. Kevin O'Brien is he still around? Okay, so he was in the movie Warlock. Actor, twenty two credits. Anything good? Last show was. Uh, Herman's Head, 1983. He's kind of out of the picture, too. So all these guys are pretty much out of the picture, except for Rick. The soundtrack was was great. Uh, what made the movie for me, as far as the music goes, not only you know the, the great original score, but the disco theme uh, created by Hot Ice. I forget who the, the real name was. That was the pseudonym of the band. I mean, it wasn't a band. I think it was one guy called himself hot ice but uh yeah that disco theme is awesome really is it really made that film as soon as you hear that disco theme come in with the credits popping out in 3d you knew it was going to be a good movie so friday 13th part three is a pivotal part in pop culture horror pop culture history it was the introduction of the hockey mask that became a symbol for horror films. You know, in general, like 80s horror, you think of the big three. The big three in 80s horror for me is Jason, Freddy, and of course, Michael Myers, which is really part of the 80s and 70s. But those are the three that are the best. You know, they're they're the most recognizable besides then you have chucky and then you know it, i would put leatherface maybe in there as as fourth iconic you know character i mean as far as yeah as far as like 70s and 80s those four are the are the you know prime example of 80s pop culture then when you obviously you add the big resurgence for horror was scream and I'm gonna I'm planning on doing that movie too. And uh, you know, Ghostface became another iconic slasher in pop culture. Ghostface would be fifth in my book, just because it came out later. It came out in the '90s. And then you can go on from there. Pick your, you know, whatever else you want. Like, uh, but that's that's kind of where it where it stops for me. I mean, I think those are the 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 best ones. I know some people like it. It was not very scary to me. You know, uh, The Clown and Terrifier, which is a very, I don't want to say a horrible movie, but <laughs> over-the-top gory movie. But that clown is much more scarier than it. <laughs> Trust me. But yeah, Terrifier, Terrifier 2, over-the-top gore. Uh, I, I, It's a one watch for me. And the first film that introduced that clown was like All Hallows Eve. But it, but I, I will give credit, that clown is creepy. You know, it is a creepy clown. But Friday 13th Part 3, just a classic from 1982. Made a ton of money for what they made it with. And even using the, the 3D technology, they, you know, they were stretching their budget. But they made it all back and more the first weekend. So you can't beat that. So horror movies are profitable. They're very profitable. They're very uh, popular. I mean, who would have thought Friday 13th Part 3 would beat E.T.? I don't know how long E.T. had been on the screens, but 
just the fact that it beat it was was pretty funny for me. And uh, it beat Fast Times at Ridgemont High, too, which I'm sure was a big shocker for a lot of people. Friday 13th Part 1 was more suspenseful. Friday 13th Part 3 is more intense, I guess, with the, you know, with Jason and the 3D elements. But I think as far as suspense goes, maybe Friday 13th Part 1, Friday 13th Part 2 is good, but I I didn't really uh, like the potato sack. Um, I thought that was a a cheap way of, of going. It's still a good movie, but, you know, it's just not iconic in the series as Part three. And I think part three is probably the most successful movie in the whole series, except for Freddy versus Jason, which is another great one. There's a lot of stuff and grueling filmmaking that had to uh, go on with the 3D. They really had to spend hours setting up the, the 3D cameras, lighting, and all that stuff. So the actors had a lot of downtime be- be- between shots. They said they uh, came in most of the time at like five in the evening and worked till six or seven or something in the morning. I mean, long nights. So they filmed mostly at night. I think they filmed, yeah. And then there's only a couple day scenes, you know, the next morning and stuff. But the, uh, I don't want to tell you who gets, you know, the hot poker, but there's a stabbing with a hot poker. And they had to film that seen 32 times to get the 3d right and that's how a lot of the scenes uh happened they had to film over and over because you had to go right into the camera to to get the effect so the scene where shelly throws the wallet that scene took many shots because he he had to throw it just right at the camera there's a yo-yo scene you gotta it had to go there's a you know, in front of the camera, there's like a juggling scene. All these things took a lot of time to to film. And Richard Booker was talking about just the the Jason makeup alone took about six hours to put on. Can you imagine there being there six hours putting on makeup? That's crazy. The other thing I found interesting was the lake that they filmed you know, the, the cabin and stuff on, they, they built, it was a man-made lake. And when they filled it with water, I guess they didn't tar it correctly or whatever. And all the water drained out and they had to refill it. So I'm sure that wasn't uh, very cheap. And then there was some other nasty things that, that came, you know, there was a lot of larva that, you know, got in the water and mosquitoes and different things like that. They were saying. So the water became kind of nasty and murky. Uh, Another thing is um, where they were filming, there was a lot of rattlesnakes. So they had a team or they had some guys that actually had like, uh, like, I don't know, I think shotguns that that (laughs) had had to shoot rattlesnakes uh, that came uh, onto the property. So kind of interesting when you, when you hear the backstory when they were filming and I'm sure there's a lot I missed However, if you want the full story of Friday 13th Part 3, if you go to the website, retromediatalk.com or wherever, I'm going to provide a link to one of the most 
incredible books about Friday the 13th. It's called Crystal Lake Memories. There's a link there. You can you can click on and go right to the book. It's a great, great tabletop book with the whole history of Friday the 13th. Excellent book. Excellent. I mean, it's this thing is thick. So if you're interested, uh, use my link in the in the podcast description or go to retromediatalk.com and uh, find it in the description there. And, uh, you know, when you click on my links, it helps support the podcast. So we've kind of been in a um, kind of a rut with, uh, you know, new job. And uh, hopefully I'll, I'll be able to get uh, Lego back on. I just got so much going on right now that I decided to knock one out solo and I'm probably knock out a couple more solo until we uh, get together. Okay, guys, I'm Steve Montgomery with Retro Media Talk Podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast. And thank you for your support. And visit RetroMediaTalk.com for all the shows. Uh, we got some great past shows that you really should check out. And, you know, hopefully you get something uh, interesting out of it, something uh, new out of it. I don't know. But check it out. All right, guys, thanks for listening. I'll talk to you on the next one. Go watch yourself a Friday 13th movie. How come you never scream when we have sex? Give me something to scream about. Who are you? What are you doing? Hey, now cut that out right now. That's not funny. (laughs) 